The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, who is all hopped up on coffee because <laughs> she was working extremely late to get the state preview up. It's the Duchess of what? I don't know. The Duchess of the <laughs> Internet. Oh, man. The Duchess of the Web. I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, it's Ashley Fiddle. Hi, Ashley. Howdy. How are you? You're hopped up on coffee, too. How are you feeling? You're still, I'm, I'm man, good. Man, we were all, we, we mentioned yeah. in the pre-show. Everyone on the Dave Campbell staff, and this is not so you feel bad for us, uh, but everyone burned the candle at both ends this weekend. Yeah, it's really just so that you'll actually go look at the yes. stuff. Because it's not like we're just like willy-nillying it to put content out. Like <laughs> There is a lot of thought and, and love and care all that we goes ask, behind it. All we ask is that you go and check out texasfootball.com slash state. That's it. If you do that, then we're happy. Then we're good. Uh, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It is Stephen Cassie, Caleb Thomas, Aaron Flynn, and Daniel Agnew. Hi, guys. Welcome in, guys. Uh, and sitting to my right, uh, the who's Arsenal about to hire? Michael Arteta. Michael Arteta. Mi- Michael Arteta. No, you Mikel- had something the other day. Michael Arteta to my who's the guy they just fired? <laughs> Unai Emery. <laughs> Unai Emery, <laughs> our West African Prince Ishmael Johnson, for the hey, final up? time in 2019. Oh yeah, yeah. Final show. Last one of the decade. Yeah. So this is. I just want to point out for the record. So let me do this. Today is Monday, December eighteenth, two thousand. December sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. Three hundred forty-six days till Thanksgiving. Episode eight seventy-seven. Eight seventy-seven. This is a Denny Riddleberger uh, episode. Okay. This means so we started this show on October nineteenth, two thousand and fifteen. So we've been doing. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Audible yawn from our producer. I'm trying here, man. Um, she's like, you're boring. <laughs> you know how much I had to listen to your voice yesterday? Can't hearing it anymore. Part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I almost sent you that last night. I almost said, if I never have to hear your voice again. I know, man. We're okay. Um, That's okay. <laughs> which means that we have done 877 episodes in like four years and three months right yeah about yeah. Right, two months yikes we've done this show too much yeah this is the last one this is the last time you'll hear from us this decade okay because we're taking the rest of the year off we'll be at state getting everything set up uh tomorrow and so we will be tearing down the studio and moving it out state championships of course we'll have complete coverage at texasfootball.com uh okay big show today uh we are doing the we're gonna talk a little bit about the state championship games what we're excited about which is everything we will hear from the head coach of the Post Antelopes, the Bowl of Gold, which Michael Pittman, Post heading to the first ever state championship game. They play on Wednesday more Wednesday night. Then, big announcement, we'll be announcing the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year right here on this very program. Then, 
We're going to make our announcements. We put it on social media, but we will make our announcements here on the show of who won the Pick'em Contest, the high school Pick'em Contest and the college Pick'em Contest at TextFootball.com. And we'll wrap it all up with the season finale, the decade finale of America's favorite segment, Free Money. Thank God. Um, Continue. I'm telling you, you, you rob her of sleep and suddenly she gets <laughs> real no, snarky. No, I'm always like that with Free Money. All right. <laughs> So, texasfootball.com slash state has the complete, over-the-top, ridiculous coverage of the 2019 Texas High School Football State Championship Games at AT&T Stadium. Starting on Wednesday, we will have all, we have previews for all 12 games up at texasfootball.com slash state. Hope you'll go see it. We worked very hard on it. That's why we're all tired. But, and, and by the way, it's not like we got anything else to do this week. We can just all take the rest of the week off. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> And Ish does not know I'm going to ask him this. Oh, God. All right. He's done. 12 games this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Somehow you are put into a time lock. Oh, God. And you can only attend one. Which of the 12 are you attending? And Ashley, I'm coming to you next. All right. I know mine. You can prepare. Oh, you know yours? Yeah. Go for it. Well, Ish, no thanks. Yeah. Mine would be Carthage and La Vega. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. Um. I don't know. I think that I, – I, one, I think it's going to be the best matchup just yeah. around the board. Two, I think that you look at La Vega and you think, well, I don't, they're just the, – the coaches, first off, two mm. unbelievable coaches. That's mm. that's first off. And then you go and it's just I, – I just think it's going to be an all-out battle. I think it's going to be a slugfest. Like, yeah, it's going to be physical. Well, it's going to be exciting. They have the possibility to have a high-scoring game. I, you know. So Hayden Henry um, – posted this on Twitter, and it wasn't until it was written out for me that it actually hit me. 2015 4A Division I state champion, La Vega. Mm-hmm. 16, Carthage. Carthage. 17, Carthage. 18, La Vega. La Vega. Yeah. And now they're playing in a title game. Yeah, nice. and I think the the other thing to think about, too, on that one is the fact that, like, La Vega has been just rolling over people, but it's so hard to bet against Carthage in a state oh, championship game. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, how do you – like, that one, to me, when I was editing the picks videos, was like, man – I'm impressed that he was able to, to wanna, give good reason to this. I don't want to – you are impressed, yeah. Um, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here, but I'm fairly certain uh, that they've never lost a title game. Carthage. Exactly. Uh, so no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They lost in 91. They, they, they have lost in the Scott Surratt era. They right, went to a title right. game in 91 and lost. So it's like, how do you bet against that? But right. La Vega has been so good. But, like, for example, uh, uh, so La Vega has lost two title games. Mm-hmm. They lost in 51 yeah. when Dave might have been in school. Um, and they lost in 2008. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing that both teams are hitting on all cylinders. And I feel like, on one hand, and, and you can check out my picks, my picks video, I pick La Vega mm-hmm. because I feel like La Vega matches up well with Carthage. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? Carthage matches up well with La Vega. <laughs> like, this is just, like, two warring factions mm-hmm. that are super evenly matched. Like, I, that is the one game this week that, there are games that I feel like I have a decent read on. Mm-hmm. This game, nothing would surprise me. Yeah, Which a, La, is, yeah. a La Vega blowout, a Carthage blowout, a one-point game, a quadruple overtime game, mm-hmm. nothing. A shootout, a low-scoring affair, nothing would surprise me. I have like it is super interesting. Which is exact, yeah. Which is exactly why that would be my number yeah. one, just because it's you really can't predict anything. Uh, Denton Ryan Shadow Creek. Mm-hmm. That That's gonna be the one. Um, <laughs> I feel like. That just has so many 
heavyweight implications too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's just athlete after athlete on both sides of the field. I still don't. It's kind of wild to say that they've they're in state, and I still don't know what to think of Denton Ryan. They're just blowing out teams, well, and it's like, are they that good, or the, have they not been? Ch- it's hard to say they haven't been challenged because Frisco Lone Star, right, was right. on that docket, uh-huh. and, they, and Frisco Lone Star we know has been, yeah, and they cl- so it's like, I don't know if Denton Ryan is just that dominant, and what happened, and like somebody like Shadow Creek, who's been known to have slow starts, like Shadow Creek, mm-hmm. I feel like has the athletes to match Ryan everywhere, mm-hmm. but like they, I have, I don't know if. The Shadow Creeks, especially in the playoffs, has put together a full sixty minutes. They just of yeah. quality football. That's the problem. Yeah. The problem is that they have to. Um, the problem. The, the biggest problem for me is that like Shadow Creek has had to come back. Yeah. And Ryan buries teams. Yeah. Like fifteen feet under the under the earth. Mm-hmm. Like and so that's the interesting thing. But they the haven't same, been. It's like what happens when Ryan. I mean, first of all, does Ryan get pushed in this game, or they just do they just continue yeah. that tra- uh, trend? Or what happens if Ryan gets counterpunched? I was in. Uh, I, I talked with Craig Way this morning. Mm-hmm. Name drop. Um, <laughs> I talked with Craig this morning when I was on a show, and he made the perfect comparison. You yeah. know who Denton Ryan is? They're Clemson. Yeah, mm, that's, that's what they point. are. Yeah. yeah, they are just clobbering people. Now we'll find out. Like yeah. now, but I also think that you saw what they did to Lone Star, and yeah. that's super mm-hmm. impressive. But Shadow Creek has been cruising along, mm-hmm. and they've—I think it's fair to say—they've definitely played the tougher schedule. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, yeah, they come from arguably yeah. the toughest district in the state. Absolutely. Um, okay, so what's funny is that I was going to take La Vega and Carthage, but I will do—I will zig when you zag. Okay. I'll just pick another one. Yeah, I'm still fired up for North Shore Duncanville. Okay. Okay. And I get yeah. it. Okay. Obviously, first of all, right? Who could have yeah. guessed? We called it. <laughs> we called it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> somebody screenshot that. Oh, it was uh, just on the screen behind you too. That was perfect. Oh, uh, perfect. Uh, who could have <laughs> possibly seen it coming? The. <laughs> I get it. I get why people are a little bit sour on it because of the injury to Quinton Jackson, and I want to just. I want to state this for the record. If you're a Texas high school football fan, I don't care if you are the biggest North Shore fan in the world. Okay? I don't care if you bleed North Shore red, Mustang red. If you bleed red. red. If you bleed red. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Plain and simple, for everyone, the response to this should be, this sucks. It sucks that Jaquin Jackson's hurt. Yeah. It does. Now, look. Quentin Jackson is on Twitter saying, we don't know yet. Like, like you know, nobody knows anything. And that's true. There's no report out there. Mm-hmm. That said, we saw the video mm-hmm. of his, if, if you didn't know, he injured his knee against uh, a rock wall. He took a hit on the knee and mm-hmm. it, I mean, it looked it, bad. It yeah. When they good. slowed it down, it looked like the knee went like the wrong way. And it looked bad. He was, he could not, he had to be basically carried off the field. He was on crutches on the sideline. We saw Callie Kaplan's tweet after the game. Yeah. Uh, where she yep. said, where that she said that samples said he might've torn his ACL. He said he might've no confirmed, torn his ACL. No confirmed. Nothing confirmed today, but I mean, there's nothing confirmed, right? Right. There's nothing confirmed. I was going to say, we can't say that enough. There's no, nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. <laughs> but let's work under an assumption that we, of, of what we know, mm-hmm. which is he was on crutches on the sideline. And now he's going to be playing, like, if he plays, which I don't think he will, but if he plays, there's no way 
he is 100%. Right. Mm-mm. There's probably no way he's 80%. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that based on the based on the hit, it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. So it will be if if Jaquin and Jackson can't go, and we're just going to keep throwing those caveats in there. If Jaquin and Jackson can't go, then it'll be Chris Parson. Chris Parson is a freshman. Now, super talented freshman. I was going to say. And a guy that I know, I mean, he's in our recruiting edition. He's in, he's one of the top 25 prospects in 2023. He's 14. He's 14. He's making his first start <laughs> at North Shore or for, uh, against North Shore in the title game. Yeah. Okay. That said, I still think it's going to be a good game because I think Duncanville's defense is good enough to hold them in it. I think there's a number of things that they could do. I am very, very interested in this one. Still, from an emotional perspective, I, 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 I like the other side of the ball has not changed. It's still that unbelievable North Shore attack going up against what's been a fantastic uh, North Shore, uh, Duncanville defense. Mm-hmm. The other side's interesting. We'll see how Chris Parson plays or if Jaquin and Jackson plays. We will find out. That said, I, I, I am still super interested in it from just a storyline perspective. It's it's the game we've wanted to see. It sucks that Jaquin and Jackson is not going to play. It sucks that Shadrick Banks is not going to play. Yeah. Right? If, if Jaquin and Jackson is not going to play, I should say. But it's just really I, – I'm still fired up about that game. Well, I think it almost adds even like a sort of suspense of like a what-if situation. Like Duncanville, we said from the beginning, is on their revenge tour. Mm-hmm. And then – what if the 14-year-old Dude, just goes off? Like, can you, you imagine talk, how electric AT&T would be? Do you, you want to talk about how legends are born? Yeah, right there. Seriously. You're 14 starting in a state championship game where and you, you want revenge and you, more than anything. And you lead them to uh, you lead them to a title? That's how legends are born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not calling it. I'm picking North Shore. I think you pick North Shore as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not calling it. But I will tell you that, that the what if makes just, it exciting. Don't, just don't throw dirt on Duncanville quite yet. That's all I'm saying. Now, quick quick thing. Two games I think could steal the show, mm-hmm. okay? That I think are low-key really good. I think Geyer and Westlake could steal the show. I think Geyer and Westlake's really interesting. The final game, mm-hmm. I want to see what that Geyer offense does against the Westlake defense, which has been so good. I think the, the Westlake offense is really cooking right now. I think that game has a chance to steal the show. The other one, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I think Refurio Post has a chance to be That's going to be really fun. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because obviously post defense is incredible, but I'm pretty confident in saying that they've never seen an offense that's as balanced as yeah. Refurio's is. Yes, and we know that Post wants to make this game in the trenches yes. and kind of decide it there. But Refurio is the one team that can flare it out and get things well, going off. And we saw now now Refurio is faster than Valley View. That's a hot take, right. but <laughs> we did see Post play Valley View. And I was really impressed with the way that their defense runs, mm-hmm. sideline to sideline. They oh, swarm. yeah. The lateral movement was unbelievable. It was really good. Uh, what, are, what are people saying in the comments? We got people what, – what are people most excited about? Um, let's see. I really There's a – Stephen Cassie said probably La Vega and Carthage. Uh, yeah. Meese asked, he goes, which match do y'all think is going to be most like Rocky Two, the one where the team managed to win at the very, very end? Oh, so which, which one has, uh, has banger potential? Yeah. I mean, all of them? I mean, if we're going off of trends, it's Pottsboro Grandview, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how Pottsboro's won. Pottsboro's won their last three games by a combined nine points. So, like, that's the one that's like if, yeah. it, that I would bet on just based off trend. <laughs> well, I and I think too, if we we talked about it with the Shadow Creek matchup, that mm-hmm. if they, I mean, they usually start coming back in the second. So if they don't dig themselves a big hole, then that's I think, one that could. I think Gunner Paul Pugh could be really close. Mm-hmm. That was a game that I know we were talking about, mm-hmm. and, and we were we think could be really really tight, um, and. Look, 
my feelings on the Alito Fort Ben Marshall um, game are well documented. I just need to see Fort Ben Marshall not get killed in the trenches before I believe they can win that game. Mm-hmm. But let's say they've closed that gap, and let's say that now it's a lot more even in the trenches, right? Which maybe it is, right? Alito, I don't think he's as good in the trenches as they were last year. Fort Ben Marshall looks like they're better in the trenches than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that, then you could have a f- real fireworks factory. If, if if that could be really interesting as well. What about this, Aaron Flynn? What What do you think is the biggest chance for an upset per se? I don't. Um. So th- the problem is that, like, what would be an upset? Like, probably the Mc- like McLean so game. any of the six main games. I think Motley County. I think Motley County over Richland Springs would be an upset. I think Blum, Blum over, over McLean would be an upset. I'll, I'll say Wimberley over Pleasant Grove. That would be an upset too. Yeah. I think Pleasant Grove. Yes. You can install them as a favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh. But look, if they just cut the brakes and like this turn. If you want to talk about a game that has a chance to get into the 70s, no. that game, take the over. You, okay? I'm just saying that I think that game is going to be super pointy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, like the problem is that when you get to a title game, I don't know if there's really any. Like, Wimberley over Pleasant Grove would be an upset. Um, I guess Refu- I guess Post over Refuria would be an upset. Yeah. You know what? Ham- right. Hamlin yeah. over Mart would be an upset too. Yeah. Hamlin over Mart, although the computer likes Hamlin, by the way. Now, part of that, I think, is that Mark took three losses earlier in the year. Right. But I would just say, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll have complete coverage of the 2019 Texas High School Ball State Championship games at TexasVall.com. We'll be out there all weekend. Um, I know you guys will probably be in the DCTF bunker mm-hmm. for most of it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be wandering around wearing a suit. So, um, just for no reason. <laughs> no reason. Now, I'll be part of... Uh, by the way, all the, I should mention, I think my bosses want me to mention, that all the games are on Fox Sports Southwest. They're also streamed on the Fox Sports Go app. All the games. All the games. Uh, are on Fox Sports Southwest, including the 1A games on Wednesday. Uh, so you can watch six-man football. Get some six-man football in your life on Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, I will be on the halftimes and between game shows. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, if you see me, uh, please, only a smattering of booze. That'd be great. Uh, speaking of state finalists, one team punched their ticket to the AT&T Stadium for the first time. One of four first-time state finalists. The bold gold of Post. The Antelopes are heading for AT&T Stadium. We were out there in Brownwood. We caught up with the head coach Post, Coach Michael Pittman. Here's our conversation with Post Coach Michael Pittman here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at Gordon Wood Stadium in Brownwood. Here with the head coach of the state-bound Post Antelopes, Coach Michael Pittman. Coach, how's that sound? Man, that's awesome. You know, I don't think it's sunk in yet, but... Man, it's so awesome. I'm so proud of these kids and, and the work they put in this year. And, uh, you know, coming in the year, you know, a lot of people doubted us. Uh, you know, they, they, they were babies last year, you know. And, uh, you know, you never know if you're going to get this point. But I, I knew it was going to be a pretty solid team coming back. Well, and you guys, especially in this game, the defense took – took the reins of this game. You guys were fantastic defensively. Coming into this game, you knew what the kind of offense, knew the kind of firepower and the physicality they had. What was your game plan coming into this one? Hey, just just like we always do. You know, Coach Rocker, my defensive coordinator, you know, he, he played for me many years ago, and he, he was a heck of a player, and he, he brings that to his coaching style. Uh, you know, our kids are going to try to be physical, and they're going to run to the football, and and uh, you know, if when you do that, you know, a lot of good things happen. Early on, a uh, little bit of scuffling, turnover here and there, but you guys got going. Do you feel like you guys shook off maybe some early game nerves in this one? <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's nerves or if um, you know. A lot of credit to them. You know, they're a good team. You know, um, it's just that one little bounce or that little, one little break that you get. 
that, that can kind of kind of turn a game around like this. And you know, we were fortunate to get that. You know, I don't know exactly what it was, but we got that. And, and, and like I said, our kids been resilient all year. You know, we've we've played some tough ones, and um, you know, we've been down at times, but you know, they always fight back. Tatum Thetford is uh, quite a playmaker. Seems like sometimes you can just call the Tatum Thetford play. Uh, how special was he tonight? Oh man, he, he he's been special all year long. You know. <laughs> Um, he just make plays, you know, he's very versatile. You know, this this whole that's one thing about this group, man, they're so versatile. You know, we can we can miss and match, you know, and, and do some different things and, and and tweak our offense just a little bit and make it look a lot different just by the kids, you know. You know, Ashton Jefferson, they did a great job of holding him in check for most of the night. But uh, you know, we have lots of weapons, uh, Nathan McDaniel <laughs> And um, we're just able to they're, – they're real smart. They're real football-savvy group. When did you know – when did it start to feel like you guys were heading for state? Was there a moment that you started saying, oh, man, this this really might happen? <laughs> um, when we took a knee right there <laughs> at the end. All right, I got to ask you also, this is a heck of a crowd. This was a crowd, and they did not come <laughs> to sit on their hands. Uh, it seems to me – it seems to me this, this Post community is pretty excited about your squad. Oh, no doubt. You know, uh, Post is a supportive place, you know uh, – they support our school, our athletics. They love their football. Uh, you know, Post got a great tradition, and uh, you know we're just adding to that tradition. Coach, see you in Arlington. All right, man. Good luck, baby. I'll be there. There he is, Michael Pittman, the head coach of the state-bound Bold Gold of Post. Uh, excited to see them take on Refurio. Uh, that is Wednesday night. 7 p.m. Wednesday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. You, of course, can see our preview of that at texasfootball.com slash state. Ish and I talked about it earlier. It was so cool at the end. Like, you could tell he was trying to be professional, and at the end he, he, he gave you a, a little bit of a smile there. Like, that was, that was fun a to bit. see. He <laughs> Look, was, <laughs> he was fired up. Yeah. He should be. I think he was trying to, like – I know, I love it. He was trying to composed. He was doing that thing where it's like – I'm super excited. Act like you've been there before. But, uh, but, yeah, yeah no, I've got to act just, professional. Really but then the end, he's like, oh, my God. We're going this day. <laughs> okay, and who was it? Um, was it you that brought up the point about the box? Oh, yeah. The, the How I feel like the UIL, hopefully the UIL makes it a thing because, like, the box is starting to be, for those of you that don't know, um, the superintendent or principal, I can't remember exactly who, uh, they get the box who have, who have if they win this uh, semifinal of passes, tickets, things like that for the fans. Um and I believe Gunner tweeted it out uh, where it's like uh, the, their superintendent with the box and yeah. UIL uh, quote tweeted and says, if you know, you know. And like it's kind of I hope it becomes a thing because it is a thing. Like oh, if yeah. you win the state semifinal, you get this box and in the box has all the stuff that you need for your fans and your administrators and things like that for yeah. the trip. So Yeah, that's that's actually a really cool idea. It's like I think like. They obviously don't want to overshadow the trophy, but sure. at the same time, I feel like that's cool. The box like, is, I, th- I think the box is like more subtler. You get, a, you get, yeah, a, yeah it's, it's well, kind and of like, it's like that's when reality. Like, I mean, the trophy's one thing, but you get a trophy every round. Yeah, you know, but it's but like when the, the box, box gets the here, tickets. it's you know, yeah. it's like it's kind of like here. the it's kind of like the Willy Wonka golden ticket, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. it's like yeah. oh my god, like we got <laughs> you open it up like yeah, that'd be that'd be super cool. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on a Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. This is the last time I'll tell you this this year. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash Insider. We'll mail you a recruiting magazine. You get pre-order for the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. A ton of great on, uh, exclusive content at TexasFootball.com. Got a lot of great stuff coming in the offseason, including, you know something I was thinking about this week? In January, I got to update our uh, program rankings. 
Remember when oh, we were doing those six-year program yeah. rankings? I got to update it and see where everybody goes. So, uh, TexasFootball.com uh, slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. If you're looking for a gift for the football fan in your life, TexasFootball.com slash insider. Fix and say Eli. Our man Eli just commented and said he got a subscription for Christmas. How nice. cool is that? See? That's awesome. We're here for it's it. It's the season of giving. You and love give to see your, it. Give your loved ones the gift of football. Of Shahan J. Raja. <laughs> TexasFootball.com slash insider. Become, a, become an insider. All right. We got some business to take care of. Some fun business. Paying the bills. Dave Campbell's, not, I mean, kind of, but at the same time, <laughs> this is kind of, I think, this is pretty cool. Yeah. We only get to do this once a year. But Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, as you know, teams up with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl uh, to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award presented by Wells Fargo um, to the most outstanding high school football player in the state of Texas. Uh, it is a something that we take very seriously. Because it's something that it's the most prestigious award in the in Texas high school football. If you win Mr. Texas football, you have been named by us, allegedly the leading publication in Texas high school football, uh, as the best player in that year. Last year, remember, it was Mission Veterans Memorial quarterback Landry Gilpin. Past winners have included Kyler Murray. He won the award twice. Um, Jonathan Gray. Johnny Manziel. Uh, Spencer Sanders, Garrett Gilbert, Jaquiz Rogers, it's a who's who. Uh, Rashad Paul, it's a who's who of, of Texas high school football legends, right, to become Dave Cam- the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. And before we announce it, I feel like it's probably worth mentioning and just being open and honest with it that uh, this, is, this was not unanimous. Yeah. Like normally, that's not to say that any of us necessarily disagree, right? Mm-hmm. but this was something that we, I talked I talk with the staff. I talk with people outside of it. And this was not – this was difficult. Last year, I think once with, with Landry, mm-hmm. I think once we looked at the numbers and once we started considering what he had done – Yeah, once you put it in the context of what he did for Mission Vets and what mm-hmm. he did for the val- for the Valley as a whole, mm-hmm. like – I think everyone was like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I think he's the guy. Yeah. That's not to say not that every, everybody's not on board with it. Mm-hmm. It's just to say that there was a healthy debate mm-hmm. about who this should be. Uh, it is something that we take very seriously here, and I the winner, by the way, uh, will be honored on the field at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl on Friday, December 27th at NRG Stadium when the Texas A&M Aggies take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Without any further ado, it is my deep pleasure to announce the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year is Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims put together one of the most remarkable seasons in Texas high school football history, finishing with 117 catches for 2,629 yards, which is both a state record and a national record, as well as 32 touchdowns. Aside from setting the national single-season receiving yards mark, Mims also finished as the state's all-time leading receiver in a career, finishing with 5,485 yards, breaking the mark set by Jordan Shipley in 2003. His prolific talents fueled a Frisco Lone Star offense that averaged 49.2 points per game and pushed the Rangers into the Class 5A Division I state semifinals for just the second time in program history. Mims's gaudy numbers and stalwart leadership make him a worthy recipient of the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Uh, very exciting. He's the first receiver to ever win this award, uh, which is certainly saying something. That's, that's not to say that other guys have not gone on to be receivers at the next level. Rashad Paul from Bremont went on to be mm-hmm. a receiver at the college level. But Marvin Mims is the first high school receiver to become 
the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award winner. And as I mentioned, it was a very tough decision. All 10 of those finalists, and heck, go back to the semifinalist list, yeah. were incredibly, incredibly deserving. But in the end, what Marvin Mims brought to Frisco Lone Star and the history that he made with the Rangers make him, in my mind, and I think in the mind of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a worthy recipient of the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Congratulations to Marvin Mims. Uh, he will be honored at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl on Friday, December 27th at Energy Stadium when A&M takes on Oklahoma State. Very well deserved. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's, yeah. uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to give it to a receiver. Yeah. It, it, if you look over the course of the, the, his, the history of it, it's mm-hmm. been pretty quarterback heavy. Yeah. Great running backs in there as well, mm-hmm. but basically quarterbacks and running backs. Mm-hmm. To give it to a receiver, I think, really speaks to what a great year it was for receivers, and he obviously uh, had a record-setting season. Yeah. When you, t- I mean, when you look at like Frisco Lone Star's schedule, when you look mm-hmm. at just kind of an encapsulation of everything, right? Mm-hmm. It was the most statistically impressive season. It was... I mean, for the longest time, like, you know, they were considered probably the best team at that level in the state. Like, mm-hmm. they were number one for the longest time. And you looked at their number one dynamic guy, it was Marvin Mims. And you look at the impact he made. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, uh, he, he was certainly, you know, he was the straw that stirred the drink right. in that, for, that, for that Lone Star offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it shouldn't be left unsaid, too, that he's, he's a good kid, too. Sure. I mean, you ask Coach – I've asked Coach Rayburn about him every time that I've been in contact with Rayburn, and he says, you know, he's unbelievably smart. Before he was at Oklahoma, he got accepted into Stanford. Mm-hmm. He makes great grades. He's good with the community. So that goes a long yeah. way, too. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's another thing to consider. You know what I mean? Like, we by, – by naming a, somebody Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, mm-hmm. we're, like, putting our stamp on him. Right. And so we, you know, I always make sure I talk to the coach and we make sure he's a, he's a character kid. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that's not to say that the other, the other people we considered weren't character kids. That's just to say that's, that's something that's important to us. And, mm-hmm. and Marvin Mims is certainly a, a high character kid. And so congratulations to the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims. He'll be honored at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. So... Somebody, let's let's talk about some guys who who maybe did. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get honored in the same way here, at Texas uh, Texas football today, but <laughs> probably worked a little bit less than Marvin Mims, I would say. Uh, we're talking about our pick'em winners. Mm-hmm. We launched this year uh, high school and college pick'ems on TexasFootball.com, and let me tell you, I got inundated <laughs> with emails whenever like whenever like we were three hours late updating the picks right like we got inundated with people we had thousands of entries into both our high school and college pickums and so i can announce the winners we already know announced on social media but we want to shout them out on the show the winner of the high school pickum contest is edward petrich Edward Petrich is the winner. He had 256 points in our high school pick'em contest. Congratulations to Edward Petrich. There is a Visa gift card in the mail for you, uh, on its way to you. And then our college winner, with 95 points, and I believe these were all both one-point victories for both of them, is Tyler Hankins. Tyler Hankins is our 2019 college football pick'em winner. Congratulations to both Edward Petrich and Tyler Hankins. Uh, you have... Uh, uh, I believe they get a subscription to Texas Football Talk, uh, insider subscription, but 
I mean, let's talk about the real thing. You're getting a Visa gift card in the mail. And it's a Dave Campbell's Tech Football branded yeah. Visa yeah, gift card. Yeah, it's got <laughs> the logo on it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's preloaded. So congratulations. Thanks for, for participating. This was a lot of fun. We're going to do it again next year. If there are things you liked, if there are things you don't like, like let us know on Twitter, You know, email me, things like that. We can tweak these things. But this was a lot of fun for the first time for us to do these pick em contests. Uh, because people, you you people are crazy about football, and we want to give you an opportunity to compete and against one another. We appreciate that. Yes, so <laughs> we appreciate you you being here and being crazy about Texas uh, football. All right, one last thing to do here in 2019. Final thoughts. I guess two last things to do. <laughs> we will do. You, you're right. We will get to America's second favorite segment. Most favorite. But before we get to America's second favorite segment, no. we have to do America's favorite. We don't segment. have to. It's time for a bowl edition of free. Money! Notice we didn't take a break, so I couldn't leave before we did the free stuff. money. Yeah, <laughs> Our college football picks against the spread. I will unlock those chains when <laughs> this is over. Okay, <laughs> you're tied yeah, to that desk that's until free money is over. For I wondered. <laughs> he was trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for free money. It's Ish's favorite segment. It's Ashley's favorite segment. No, it's, it's America's not. favorite segment. It's really not free money. College football picks against the spread. There are four bowl games to get to. We will start, I guess, on Saturday. While we are all watching, uh, I guess, 2, 2.30. So it'll be, we're getting ready for the Duncanville North Shore game. Mm-hmm. There will be another game going on. What is that, Ashley? That game will be SMU. Or it's the Boca Raton Bowl, so SMU mm-hmm. versus FAU. 2.30 p.m. on that Saturday. SMU favored by three on what you could probably say as a road game. Oh, no, it's a road game. <laughs> it's an absolute road game. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, FAU is playing, playing in their, their home, home stadium. stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't, you know, there, there's no way to say it other than it's a road game. Um, look, FAU is a squad that the uh, the defense is pretty darn good. This is, is going to be, I think, an interesting challenge uh, for uh, the SMU offense. A, a quick positioning statement. I think that bowl games are not necessarily indicative of who the best team is, but necessarily who <clears> Last year's Sugar Bowl. Who is coming in? Hey, no. uh, uh, who is coming in? Maybe with the most, uh, the, the most uh, on their roster mm-hmm. uh, as far as who are guys that are that are going pro, but also who's coming in maybe most motivated, right? And so when you take a look at this game, you can you can go over the numbers and things, but the bigger thing for me is going to be who is more motivated, who has more kind of steady. I think this has SMU written all over it. Oh, it's easily. I think, first of all, FAU doesn't have a coach. Right. They do not. Well, they do, but well, he's, they not do, but he's not going to coach. <laughs> Willie Taggart is yeah. their coach. They right. just hired him, but they're changing coaches. Right. Uh, they will, uh, we will, uh, so so I think that when you take a look at, at that, that alone, we can talk about the matchups. I think that actually uh, SMU is going to be able to score on, on, uh, on FAU, and I think their defense will be able to turn them over. This is a team that, uh, for all the things that they do uh, pretty well, uh, I think that overall, as long as uh, Shane Bouchelle takes care of the ball, this is a team that picks off a lot of passes. In mm-hmm. fact, they are number one in interception rate. But as long as they take care of the football, I think SMU beats them. I think SMU rolls. If you talk about a team like this strikes me as SMU a couple years ago when they had Sonny Dykes coach in the bowl game, right? Mm-hmm. Team without a coach. I thought they were the better team, and they got steamrolled in that Frisco Bowl. Yeah, I, this, I, think, I think SMU wins this game. I'm going to take SMU minus three. Same. No, I, I have no reason to <sighs> – Lane Kiffin, yeah, Lane Kiffin is like, as a play caller, he's a. We, we can joke about him, you know. He's a funny guy and all that stuff, and you know how he got fired at USC, ha ha, tarmac jokes and all that. He's a great coach. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. a great play caller. Yes. He's a great schemer. 
without having that on your sideline, it's it's tough. And I totally agree. You know, I'm not saying FAU is going to lie down necessarily, but again, they're not going to have one of the best play callers in college football calling the plays. That's exactly right. I think that they're just. I think they're. You could make an argument that he's the most important piece of that team. And sure. He's not going to be. There. I mean, look at FAU outside of when Lane Kiffin took yeah. over. Right. They had one bowl, I think, under Howard Schnellenberger, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Like, I think you're totally right. What's next, Ashley? Up next, heading back to the state of Texas, we've got the Texas Bowl. Um, Oklahoma State number tw- number twenty five takes on A and M December twenty seventh. A and M favored by seven. Where uh, our good friend Marvin Mims? Will yes, be he recognized. will be. <laughs> uh, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year will be honored at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl here on December twenty seventh in Houston. Um, I think a lot of this. Come down. Do you know what the status of Spencer Sanders is? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not playing. He's not I playing. Don't think right. So. I think I don't think he's playing. So they're going to be on a backup quarterback. Yeah. Which I think obviously advantage A and M, especially considering I think that on the other side of it, I think A and M's going to be able to move the ball. The Oklahoma State defense is not super great, mm-hmm. and they are especially not super great against the pass. This is a game that I think Kellen Mond's have got to have a big game. Uh, furthermore, this is a team that doesn't necessarily get after the quarterback. And so when you talk about when Kellen Mond has had bad games, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and this isn't to defend Kellen Mond, but in a lot of ways, I would say that they are directly tied to how much pressure he's under. Mm-hmm. Whenever he is under more pressure, he is worse. I know that seems like a real hot take here, but <laughs> it's true. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be able to get back to him. The other question is, does Chuba Hubbard play? Right. If Chuba Hubbard plays, then, you know, then they're going to be able to run the ball, and they're a very good running team. Although A&M... Fair against the run? Mm-hmm. That would be the big question for me. Uh, I also think, I think, I don't know, Houston is an A&M hotbed. I think they're going to bring a big crowd. Sure. Oh, I think yeah. that they're going to have, like, if there is a home field advantage in a bowl, I think that A&M will have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take A&M in the, uh, minus seven. I'm going to lay the, I'm gonna lay the points. I think A&M wins this game um, by about ten or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just too many questions on the Oklahoma State side at this point. Yeah, no Sanders, no Wallace, if I believe correct, if I believe that's correctly too. Um, Hubbard's status up in the air, but even then, you're turning them into a one-dimensional team. Um, Kellen Mond, I think I don't think Oklahoma State's talented enough on defense to be able to disrupt him at all. Like all of his bad, you look at all of his bad games this year. They now, all come against good defense. Now I will say this: Yeah, Anum will be without Justin Matabuke. He has declared for the NFL draft. That's fine. He's probably their best defensive lineman. That's fine. So if Chuba <laughs> Hubbard plays, then this thing maybe gets dicey. But if he doesn't play, That's then fine. I think yeah. A&M will take care of That's it. That's fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> A&M wins this. Because, like, here's the other thing. <laughs> I, like it. I like the confidence. Here's the other thing is, like, A&M's lost every game we thought they were going to lose this year due yeah. to this tough schedule. Mm-hmm. This is their one chance to get grab some momentum going into 2020, saying, like, okay, this is the year we're going to have. right? This is the year that we're going to actually turn things on that we're not having this all-time tough schedule anymore. They can't lose to Oklahoma. They can't lose to Oklahoma State and then still hold on to this and say, "Ah, but we lost the games we were supposed to lose." Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think th- you're right. This is a game they're supposed to win. They should win this handily. Chuba Hubbard can't do it all by himself. I I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. They can set the narrative, right? Because I know you are very high on AM going into 2020. I, I, I told you right now they are a nine ten win team going into Bama. Yeah. I mean, they are, you know, there's the schedule sets up very well for them. This mm-hmm. is where they can set the narrative. It's going to be tougher to set the narrative if they're seven and six. Right. Eight and five. I know it seems crazy, but that is like we talk about the national mm-hmm. consciousness. People mm-hmm. are going to look at the record. What's next, Ashley? 
Up next, staying in the great state of Texas, we've got the Alamo Bowl, where number 11 Utah takes on the Texas Longhorns, 6.30 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Utah favored by 7.5. So this game's already moved a point. Uh, this opened at Utah minus 6.5. It has now moved a 7.5. This is a t uh, They've got the steam right now, mm -hmm. so to speak. That's a gambling term. Um, Utah is probably... Here's a hot, here's a question: Is okay. Utah the best team not in the college football playoff? Maybe another team we're talking about. Going to talk about in the next game, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they're up there. It's close. They're up there. They're up there. Now they, they 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 pooed the bed mm -hmm. against uh, against Oregon. Mm -hmm. They they would have been in the college football playoff if they probably mm -hmm. if they hadn't lost to Oregon right. yeah. in the in the Pac-12 title game. This is still a supremely supremely talented Utah team. Mm -hmm. This team's super good at kind of everything. Most notably, their defense is suffocating. It is really, really good. And they do everything well. And most importantly, man, they do not let you run the ball right. at mm -hmm. all. And so this is a huge test for the Texas offensive line. They've got to find a way to keep Sam Ellinger clean. They've got to find a way to run the ball. Um, now, there's a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Home field advantage. Nope. For Texas. No. No. <laughs> Tom Herman is an underdog. No. Mm? He mm? he straight up said or came out and said that the seven and five season was fine and that they're gonna beat Utah and be ranked at the end of the year, so he's confident. I don't uh, know what's the more egregious statement that he's gonna say that they're gonna beat Utah or that he says they're gonna be ranked, ranked after, after they beat yep. Utah. Um <laughs> I Anyways, I'm, look I'm taking Utah. Okay. I'm gonna take Utah minus seven and a half. I mm -hmm. like I, I think that you know, a lot of this comes down. The, the thing is, I don't think Utah has a ton of guys going pro, which is like, and 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 so, but again, it's one of those things, kind of similar to what Texas ran up against last year, which mm -hmm. is, it's a motivation question. Sure, mm -hmm. Georgia pretty clearly wasn't interested in that game last yep. year. Mm -hmm. Not taking anything away from Texas, they pretty clearly weren't interested in that game. Mm -hmm. Utah, are they interested in this game? I still think Utah's not a big enough program to sleepwalk through. I was gonna say a bowl that's right. near New Year's Day. You know, the last time Utah won twelve games. No. Urban Meyer, 2004. Alex Smith. Yeah. Okay. This is their chance to win 12 games again. Yeah. They have not, they have not made the playoff mm -hmm. before, so like they don't have that expectation. They haven't made, they made, I think, two BCS title games total in their mm -hmm. career, in their history. Um, I believe this is their most, I think, let me see, I'm trying to think, since that, since 2010, since Urban Meyer left, or no, sorry, uh, 2010 was the last time. Sorry, 2015 is the last time they won 10 games. Yes. Before that, it was 2010. Yeah. And so they're in 11 wins right now. This is their best season in a long time. They can't take this for granted. They're argue This is arguably one of their best seasons of all time. I just don't see anybody on Texas's defense stopping Zach Moss. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Huntley is an incredibly efficient quarterback. He's not going to light up the scoreboard, but I think he's going to be hard to get off the field. I think this whole Utes offense is going to be hard to get off the field. And, uh, yeah, I think Texas just wants this year to be over. And you're also looking at you, you want to look at coaching staff switches. Yeah, Texas is going to yeah. be without their defensive coordinator. They're going to be, I mean, yeah. Tim Beck's still on staff, but like they're going through some changes of their own. It's just yeah, I think Texas just wants this year to be over with. What's the final game of the 2019 college football season? The it's actually in 2020. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's in 2020. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it'll be one of the first games of the new decade. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be the Sugar Bowl, where number five, Georgia, takes on the number seven, Baylor Bears, 7.45 p.m. January 1st, Georgia favored by seven and a half in a great city. Okay. Stadium. 
Okay. <clears throat> I've said this before about Georgia. Georgia has an awesome, awesome defense. Mm-hmm. Their defense is really good. <laughs> like, super good. It's going to be the best defense that, that Baylor's seen all year pretty clearly. Yep. Like, this defense is really good. And with the Baylor offense, we don't know what the status of Charlie Brewer is. Mm-hmm. We don't really know. They may throw J- Jacob Zeno out there. They may throw Gary B- B- K- or Buchanan out there. Why did I say Buchanan? I've got Tim Buchanan on there. <laughs> um, they don't know. Like, we don't know what they're going to look like. And beyond that, their offense has been pretty inconsistent all year long, right? Let's go to the other side, where it's kind of the same thing. Except I would classify Georgia's offense as butt, mm-hmm. and Baylor's defense is super good. Um, I think this, like I think this, has a chance to be really low scoring. Yeah, I think Baylor keeps it close. I think that, like seven and a half is just like I can justify taking Baylor plus seven and a half because I think they might like I think Georgia might win the game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I do think that uh, Baylor is going to stay within a touchdown, and yeah. I think that like I just don't know if Georgia's going to be able to score enough. Like, unless they get beat in special teams. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah. Get beat in special teams or they turn the ball over like six times. Um, I like I like Baylor plus seven and a half. I'm going to take the Bears. I, I like Baylor outright. Ooh! I like Baylor outright because here's Hot the thing. Money line-ish! Money line-ish! <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's, here's where I... We talked about motivation last year with Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. They've come out flat for these games in when they haven't made the playoffs and they've gone under their expectations. Baylor's playing for something that you could say, oh, they're disappointed not make the playoffs. Sure, I bet they are, but they're Baylor. Their history, this yeah. th- this kind of, this win, yeah, automatically be. up there with yes. the best of all time. Absolutely. Right, in yeah, they're playing history. in 2020. That's yeah. huge. Right. <laughs> and so, like, also when you look at Georgia's offense, and yes, we can talk about how bad the offense is. I want to bring up some numbers that show how bad this offense mm-hmm. is. Thank you. So running the ball, sure. DeAndre Swift is amazing. He's really good. Right. He's he's an incredible running back. They want to run the ball. One, Sam Pittman, gone. Offensive line coach, right? He's now the head coach at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a huge reason. Is this offensive line is incredible. I'm curious who's, who's going pro from that offensive line. Mm-hmm. If they decide to skip out. Mm-hmm. If Swift himself decides to skip out. If Jake Fromm decides to skip out. But even if Jake Fromm doesn't decide to skip out. Do you know what Georgia ranks in yards per pass attempt? Oh, God. Uh... I'm going to say 78th. Ooh, 75th. Ooh, Ooh that was pretty 70, close. Let me, let me, I'm going to list off some teams. I did this on Republic of Football as well. I'm going to list off some teams that are around Georgia. And keep in mind, Georgia, uh, SEC power. Number they want to be playing for division, national titles. No, no, no. Division champion. Division champion. Yes, they want to yeah. be playing for national titles. Here are the teams that are around Georgia. 72nd, Fresno State. 73rd, Iowa. 74th, UCLA. Now let me go below that. Ooh, 76th, Western Kentucky. 77th, Purdue. 78th, Stanford. Oh. That's <laughs> what Georgia's off passing offense resembles right now is those teams. Yeah. When they're not running the ball, and by the way, Baylor's defense. Very, very good. good against front the run. seven, very good. If they can't, they can't throw the ball, and it's not because they can't. They don't want to. This is what, yeah. this is what Kirby Smart wants to do. Give me Baylor outright. I think they're playing for something more. I think they know they're playing for something more. And I'm curious to see which players from Georgia decide to. Did you get mention out of town. that they're without their offensive line coach? Yeah, they're without their yeah. offensive line coach. Sam Pittman's in Arkansas. Yeah, so, so. Uh, yeah, I love it. Okay, so those are my free money picks. I am taking um, SMU minus three against Florida Atlantic. I like uh, 
Texas A&M minus seven uh, against Oklahoma State. I like Utah minus seven and a half against Texas, and I like Baylor plus seven and a half. I don't know if I'm going out. I'm, I don't know if I'm outright-ish. I'm going outright. But uh, I own I'm, it. I'm, I'm, there yes. you go. And there it is. The season finale of free money. Ashley, you don't have to do this again until <gasps> August, probably. Probably August. Yeah, around there. Yeah. My heart. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. I was too busy celebrating. I don't have the graphic ready. We'll just we'll get it done. Here we go. We'll wait a second. And pose. There it is. There we go. <laughs> um, no, I mean there wasn't. Well, first off, Daniel Agnew said that final thoughts is the true number one favorite segment, which I respected wholeheartedly. Um, after that, I mean, you got anything to say about it being the last show of the decade? Um, You've been doing this a while. I have been doing this a while. Uh, this is the last show of the decade. Uh, so we're <laughs> off until January. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be at state. So if you're at state championship games, please come. If you see us walking around, say hi. Um, and yeah, uh, this show and this Texas football today community continues to be a blessing in my life and everybody's life. Uh, here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and we are extremely thankful for you. Um, we hope that you have a very happy uh, holidays, Merry Christmas, and a um, very happy, healthy, and safe 2020. We will see you then. Um, thank you for being part of our family. We really appreciate it, and we would not do the show if you didn't watch. So mm-hmm. thank you very much. That's going to do it for us for this year, for this decade. I'm not doing another show in 2020. That's good for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Look, Vince. <laughs> We've been asking you for the better part of this decade to come get your Player of the Year trophy. Come get your stinking Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you at State, and then we'll see you in 2020 on Texas Football Today.